What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Just me and my lady with our babies. All this love between us is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. What's going on, family? Welcome to the podcast. You just missed a whole lot of content. You just missed some excellent content. This is probably an outtake. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Fam. Yeah. Guys. Guys. We've been chatting for about how long? What's on camera say? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Chat. It's our first podcast, people. We're trying to get it together. (laughs) Um, Podcast is nameless right now. Yes. Uh, Thank you for stopping by to this nameless podcast. Don't know how you heard about us. Whether you're friends or family, you got to text the email, or maybe you caught uh, it on our YouTube channel, Table for Seven. Um, <laughs> full disclosure, we, we had a pretty decent start to a conversation and yes. I wasn't recording. So Yes. So what I was just saying was, Derek was saying he's about the, he likes the spontaneity. He wants to fly by the city in his pants, right? And me, I'm like, all right, what are we going to talk about? What's coming next? Like I want it detailed down to the, Outro. Exit. That's just the opposite of completely opposite of our real life. Right. So we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah. well, I can't say our real life, our day to day life, like our typical, typical, yeah. yeah how how we would go. typically I'm approach. I'm a very free spirit. I don't like, you know, stuff to ruffle too many feathers. Let's just keep it moving, kind of thing. Exactly. Um, am I going to take the headphones off? I kind of feel like the engineer, but I don't like hearing my voice in stereo. Mm, I this think close. you do. I think you do. So hopefully the people listening to the podcast can tolerate it. Cause then I think they wouldn't will. Be Guys, successful. I am under the weather, so excuse, okay? I'm going to be hydrating. Well, this is not really hydrating, but I need to I have a tickle in my throat, so. A tickle? How that, that's ASMR, isn't it? ASMR. That's not what this is. So what is this podcast? This podcast is taking shape. It'll take shape uh, episode by episode. We do have a list of topics that we've organized. Um, organized. We've collected. Brained up, yeah. Yeah, we, that's really. It's loud? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm putting it down. On the floor. Yeah. So it really, um, we, we have a collection of topics that, uh, that, Makes sense, not in any particular order. We're we're flirting with ideas on how we're going to approach the topics. Whether you know we'll alternate selecting topics, whether we do random, uh, put it in some kind of random generator, and see what happens. Uh, and we definitely want to get input from you guys as well. Yeah. We'll probably do like a poll at some point of what you guys want to give you a few options, and then you all can pick. So we got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's get into it. This week we are going to talk about, first, who we are. Who are we? Keisha has five kids. Let's just start there. Yep. Somehow they all ended up living with me 
and um, tomfoolery, shenanigans, all of that. What do you mean? How would they get here without you? <laughs> I know. I didn't say they weren't. I didn't say I had anything to do with it. I, I mean, said, like you all the way dislocated. Yeah. So we got five kids. We've uh, we're currently living in Texas. Uh, we are from Virginia. We've lived in the, the northern Virginia D.C. area. We're from Hampton Road seven five seven. Stand all the way up. Cheryl was popping. Yeah, he's from Cheryl. <laughs> I'm just, I just, I was just accepted. I was frequenting Cheryl. Okay, well, Cheryl Road is different. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Cheryl Road, Bryfield, Aberdeen, all of that. Um, but you know, we we young professional couple, like I said, five kids, various ages. Today they are 16, 13, 12, 4, and 6, and we still have a couple birthdays left um, between now and the end of the year for the kids. So um, what grades? They're in 11th grade, 8th, 7th, 1st grade, and the baby boy is still... We got workbooks that we yeah, do at yeah. home. So. His birthday is in December, so he couldn't start kindergarten. And I'm just not a fan of paying for an organized babysitter yeah. if I'm not comfortable with the curriculum. So he's pretty advanced. I mean, being the youngest uh, with, with older siblings, you, they typically catch on things faster. So his vocabulary is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and he has a, a grasp on what the words mean. So we're looking forward to him getting in school next year. Um, I am in government contracting i am a i guess uh i don't know i'm technically in an executive role uh for government contract i've been in the field for about 15 years now uh working supply chain um that's my nine to five or nine to nine or eight to ten p.m whatever whatever it calls for and what you do Okay, so all of the things up until high school, like we went to high school together, right? And then I went in the military, so I'm Air Force veteran. While I was in the military, I picked up the pharmacy trade, so I am a pharmacy tech by trade. That's my job, a legal drug dealer. But I have been home with the kids for the past... 2014? Well, you went back a little bit. Yeah, so... I got out of the military in 2010. I stayed home with the youngest. 2007. Mm, Jesus, 2007. I went back to work in 2010. Right. Whoo, chat. It's too many things. Anyway, so I got out 2007, um, stayed at home with our youngest. We only had three at the time. I was a full-time student at Old Dominion University. That's Derek's alma mater. He actually graduated from there. Um, and then Tough we, school. Okay. Then we moved to Northern Virginia, um, where I was a stay-at-home mom for a little bit of time. Then I finally went back to work. And then Derek got the offer to go to Dubai, and that's when I began staying at home again. So my job is mama, yeah, by far has the toughest job. <laughs> she has to deal with, uh, she's been having to deal with people whose maturity level um, reflect their actual age. And I deal with adult children uh, all day. So different dynamics. But yeah. um, what was I going to say? So the decision for, that's kind of something to talk about. The decision for okay. Keisha to stay home, uh, we were in Northern Virginia, and as she said, we went, we had three children for six years, right? Yep. Donovan, 
Donovan was six when he, when Eden was born. Yep. So between three, he literally just turned six. Between number days. three and number four, um, it was a six year gap. Yeah. So we 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 had taken some precautions to be finished or to 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 limit opportunity of uh, having more children, and we were in that at what is the reup. Yeah, so here's the thing. I had a IUD for five years, and that's how long it was supposed to be. During that time, I was not in the best health possible. So I was having, like, ghost flutters. My blood pressure was crazy. Remember the time we had to come to the ER because my blood pressure was, like, so super high, and then I had to get it monitored and all this kind of stuff. So at the – but we still didn't want to have kids at that point, so I suffered through that whole five years. So we found a doctor – she removed the IUD and literally, like, there's supposed to be a sort of a grace point after you no get the... Period. There was zero grace period, y'all. No grace, no mercy. <laughs> In weeks, literally, I was already pregnant again. Why? Like, I know exactly what? when... I almost want to say I know where it happened. Oh, okay. Because uh, the count of weeks, it was uh, it was a friend of mine's birthday weekend. Okay. So from March to decent... Uh, Was it no, that? that was Eli. Yeah. That was, no, that was Eli. Ciao. And oh, he yeah. was a super surprise. Like, Eden was our bonus baby. Like, okay. Yeah, that was number four. Ciao. Now, let me, okay. All transparency, true honesty, that definitely threw us for a loop. And we were in a position where we were like, okay, like. Yeah, so I see cool. how this, this conversation actually shaping up, which is cool. So, let's just ride with this. Okay. Um. Yeah, going from number three to number four, the only thing that we had talked about was long-term birth control. We never talked about if it worked, how right. it worked, if it didn't work, what we would do. So when we came to that five-year point, you know, it was taken out. There was no, there was no conversation. No, right. I guess no. We were in agreement that it. I mean, it had to come out. It was. That was. It was due. Right? right. And I wasn't necessarily thinking that something had to go. You had to get right back on it. Right, we me either. I wasn't educated. Um, I, I've been willfully ignorant when it comes to things of, you know, health perspective and, you know, medical things for for a long period of my life. Um, I've had some health challenges since that we'll talk about in a future episode. But just me in general, I wasn't. That wasn't my thing to worry about health, and I know that sounds completely irresponsible that's just we're just being transparent so you know it, the, the IUD came out right you know, and I was monitoring like dates and stuff like right. I was real up on the dates and county dates and stuff but I mean right if the law says it's gonna happen y'all it's gonna happen no matter what you do kind yeah. of thing and because we hadn't talked about it I think it I guess we didn't need to talk about it we had three kids we were I would say satisfied with three kids I didn't come from a big family. I'm the youngest of two. My sister is five years older than me, so we didn't necessarily grow up, you know, thick as thieves. We're close now in adult lives, but you know, I wasn't I wasn't used to the big family, anything like that. So that wasn't on my radar to expand the family. When um when we found out that Keisha was pregnant, that definitely that was like a huge exposed wall. <laughs> Expose our maturity level at that point. Uh, definitely exposed mine because I was, I was not expecting it, and 
because we hadn't talked about it before, we had to deal with it as it was here. Mm-hmm. All right. So it wasn't. And I don't, I don't think we actually talked about it immediately. Mm-hmm. It was like state of shock. Yep. Anger. Anger. We were like mad. Like, who are we mad at? Like, yeah. what are we mad at? Like, we yeah, did was, this. Like, <laughs> I was legit mad at Keisha. Like, how dare you? Right. Like, how dare you let me be, <laughs> be all up in you and leave stuff growing? And you got pregnant. How dare got you? Got pregnant. Got all the way pregnant, too. So that was... um. I don't think we actually ever talked about it. We haven't actually talked about it. No, the baby just came, y'all. Yeah, She's I mean, here. We love her. We, we got to a good place for sure. I mean, because we had to. Because we, we had to. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, that, that through. Here's how I think. And it's probably going to. I mean, here's how I thought at the time. It's not necessarily me today. In hindsight, very shallow. So disclosure. I think in terms of financial like provision how it's going to work how we like i'm thinking things like you know we we got a five-seater we got two suvs there's no third row how are we going to do this you know what what's it going to do to the income you know now we got to pay like all of those things used to overwhelm me uh and it make me i would get angry if i didn't have an answer um and i would you know, it would manifest in how I dealt with my family, which wasn't good, but I wasn't, I definitely wasn't mature enough at that time to even talk about it. So I think we just, it went from angry to kind of being numb, like ignoring it, and then to a place where it was like, all right, we got to, you know, we got to buck up. We got number four on the way. We got to do what we got to do. But I don't think we actually had a like a, res, a resolution. No conversation. Conversation. We continuously had conversations where we were on opposing sides. Like, yeah. But that's it. That was the extent. Because at that time, there was no way that we were going to come into agreeing. Like, there was no common ground. For, I mean, it was yeah. either this or that. It was no Yeah. halfway doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So we had, I mean, we're going deep. So first, this was... 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. We had been through a miscarriage before. Yeah. And when that miscarriage came along, the timing was awkward then as well. Yeah. And we were on opposing sides of what the decision should be as it related to that pregnancy as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So now we were in another position where, um, thank God, I mean, there was nothing, there was no threat. I, I don't know when you know there's a threat of miscarriage, right. but yeah. th- we weren't dealing with that. We were just dealing yeah. with another life decision and we were not on the same page. And honestly, now that I think about it, we. We probably were on the same page. I don't think either one of us really wanted it. We were just angry at the timing with each other. And I was angry that you were angry at me. Like, I was mad. Like, bruh. Like, I just felt like this heavy... Like, you can walk into our home and feel like this heavy sense of... 
Yeah. Of roommates. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the couch. She's in a room. Yeah. Time and things. So that From something that came out of a bonding moment. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. At least one bonding moment. Right. So, at least. Right. Probably several. We, <laughs> we always been A few. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, I guess a takeaway from that would be. Not, but how did you feel? We didn't even. I mean, we kind of summarizing it. But how yeah. did you. Other than I, angry. I was angry. I was angry and I was shocked. And at the time at my job, I was doing really well. And so it was just not like I had. Okay, so I worked in an inpatient pharmacy. Let me lay it out for you. And in the inpatient pharmacy, there's two separate areas. The oral medications, like the regular section, where you just take the meds to all of the wards and the patients get the medicine, things like that. Things like that. And an IV room where you actually compounded and made medications. I was primarily in the IV room, which was amazing because I mean that's more responsibility you're actually using what you've learned like I felt like I was actually helping people and saving lives also in the IV room we compounded chemo medications for our patients downstairs and as a pregnant person you can't be anywhere near chemo so as I was progressing in my job which I thought I could be at this job forever in my career it was like okay no you gotta stop now you got to go back out with everybody else. And that makes perfect sense. And that, I mean, that's, again, this is all hindsight. This is for your benefit. So yeah. you don't, either you identify with it because you've been through it, or hopefully our conversations help you deal with stuff as it comes along or prevent stuff from happening. I was completely oblivious to that because I've been, like I said, I at that time, I guess I had been in my field nine years. And, um... I had, I've been blessed to accelerate fairly well. Uh, like I came, I came into the industry unintentionally and I just, I took to it. You know, I, I did, I prepared myself, I studied um, and I got pretty proficient within the industry and it, you know, it afforded me uh, through the grace of God, it afforded me opportunities. And like he just said, we were in DC because it was an opportunity um, for me. So I, I guess I had been so used, I've been become accustomed to it being about me advancing and it was never to like, like to be to your detriment. It was just like, this is expected of me. I, I need to bring in, you know, I need to support the family. Um, I wanted to be in a position, I always wanted to be in a position where it was optional for you to work, right? So I never wanted us to be stressed out about having to have two incomes. So that was always a pressure that I put on myself. It wasn't something Keisha uh, put on me. But I, I just never thought about the fact that you were back in the workforce. You were giving up a career in the military at your Discretion, right? Because right? we agreed to it, but it wasn't like I don't want to be construed as like I'm. It was stop working, right? No. Um, it was a that was a, a mutual, mutual decision, decision yeah. that made sense for our family at the time and, and how we saw our life going. And I just never, I I kind of looked at it like it was a job for you, right? Like not something that it was like your actual career. 
So that's that's interesting. I cut you all the way off. But that's fine. No, but revelations are everything. Right. Yeah, but for me at the time, like, I had gotten to where my salary or my check was almost as or it was around the same that it was when I was active duty. So for me, that was a big deal. You know, it made it was nothing near what he was making at the time, but. For me, it was a lot, and I felt like I was actually finally contributing something to the household, which helps me to feel, um, I don't even know the word, like it helped me to feel like I fulfilled something else in our life, like I wasn't just mom, and I needed yeah. that. And that that's still, I think that's still a struggle for you, not to, yeah. not to take the conversation that way, but I think Keisha has a hard time realizing the value of her contributions as a as a family manager, right? Mm-hmm. Not as just a stay-at-home mom. It's like, I gladly, I gl- I wouldn't trade my responsibilities, though they annoy me to no end some days and they don't go away. Um, like, I, like, sometimes I'm never off work. Uh, I've done Thanks. a lot better. I've done a lot better managing my time so that I'm more available during the prime times. But Keisha equates income with contribution and I equate actions and facilitating the success of the family with a contribution. Mm-hmm. So still a struggle. Anyway, you were you were progressing yeah. and what what do you think was the what do you think has been the long term impact of that feeling and that stage of your career being curbed? Yeah. I don't want to say again because again the first time it was it was intentional, but you know, I think the first time that you came out of work, that period had served its purpose, and then we were back because again it, we were six years without it, you know, right. since the the last child was born. Right. Um, what do you think has been your biggest takeaway from? Do you still carry any of that with you now? Mm, I try not to carry a lot of things with me. Like, I do remember. However, I try not to let it affect the way that I interact with you or I interact with everyone else. Like, it's a fact. It's something that happened. It's not something that is continuously happening. Not to say that I don't remember the things that are hurtful and harmful. You know what I mean? I remember those things, however... I try not to carry them with me. And then he did. Or I, I feel like we've had many discussions about like the same, many of the same discussions over and over again. Right. And so in those times when we're battling a completely different issue, those things that may have annoyed us many years ago, those things do tend to pop up in your head. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a normal human thing that happens that even though you're not holding on to this and I'm not punishing you for this every day. Still because there. right because it happened it it has happened it will always be there hmm. but, you know how do you feel about that <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting to talk about it I, at this point because there's no like I'm not emotionally like there's no anger right lingering from it now so I can talk about it objectively and understand where you know where, where my failures were and how I contributed to it but it's it's um. I don't know. I guess we, uh, luckily we grew together. Some people claim to grow apart. I guess it does happen, but. Yeah, uh, um, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's just one of many, 
many challenges and I'm sure we'll get into more as this podcast develops but yeah so I mean that's um I don't even know how we got there we were talking about the surprise bonus babies yeah, like, well, Eli I mean, came like six months after that. Yeah, so let's go right Shall? into that. Yeah, so we, <laughs> so we, we got through the okay. hurdle of going from three to four, notified our family, and before we go to that, so we had it was the first three was girl, girl, boy. Donovan was the baby, um, and between one and two was twenty eight months. Between two and three was not twenty eight months. Yeah, honor any money. August 20, 2003, December 2005, July 2007. That's kind of how life went. Um, Keisha stayed pregnant much of her early adult life. Most of my adult life I have been pregnant or have had a newborn. Yeah, so (laughs) again, girl, girl, boy. Donovan was the baby. Uh, The kids were, I mean, kids, they, the kids are tight. Right, they argue yeah. whatever, but they always been they always been a squad. So it was them three. Um, Donovan had two big sisters. His only request or expectation of baby number four was for it to be a boy. And when I tell you, we had that gender reveal. You had to take him out, didn't you? He went out. Yeah. I had to go get him. Oh, we no. were we were at a community center. We weren't. We went back home to 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 the seven to Hampton seven five seven area. For the baby shower, or the it baby re- the gender baby reveal, right. whatever. Because it's not proper etiquette to keep having all these baby showers, apparently. Yes, Christy said, Christy shows like that. Uh, <laughs> you said what? All these children? The, the Christy show? I've never heard the Christy show. Have I heard the, the Christy show? With, she's the old church lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like her. Yeah. Having to reveal, reveal yourself how to not have no more kids. Oh, reveal the baby daddy. That's yeah, reveal the baby daddy. <laughs> Um, it, so yeah, so we did the the gender reveal. Uh, it's a it's a girl. Yeah, Everybody Derek was the only one that knew actually, right? I didn't yeah. know. Everybody's celebrating, and uh, Donovan just walks out the room like angry. He's sitting in the hall. I go get him. He's crying. I'm like, you know, what's going on? He's like, I wanted a brother. He's like, it's just it's just uh, you know, I had that conversation. I'm like, it's just me and you, son. We're gonna have to. That means me and you have to lock in, you know, we'll do some things to kind of calm down. So, you know, we got out with that at number four, um, got back to a decent space. Keisha was... Back at work. Did you stay on six months with with Eden? Mm, When was she born? July. I stayed home, however, I think it was six, was it six months? It was was a decent amount of time because when you went back to work... Um, it was like January. I was taking her to the... Lies. Sister was there. Nope. She went to daycare in January. It was three months. I did 12 weeks. I did 12 weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Soon after that, mm-hmm. um, in March of 2014, we found out number five was... And I was already... How far along by then? Yeah. Well, we didn't find out in March. It happened in March. It was yeah. March, December. So it happened somewhere February, March. But um, we had number five. And and I denied it. Like, I feel like I did not acknowledge him. I had to apologize. Do you remember me apologizing to Eli when he was born? I just kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I did not acknowledge him until 
he was like, I was five months pregnant. I didn't I even tell anybody. I remember you saying that, but I had no idea. What it, I thought it was because you thought you were hurting them no. when he was born. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. I felt so emotional. I looked at him and I was just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, Not that I did not want you, but I was not expecting you. And that colored that experience for me. Mm. That's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Side note, Keisha is a baby birthing professional. <laughs> well, I should be at the five. <laughs> yeah. On this one, Keisha grabbed my hand and squeezed it as it's never been squozing before. Squozing. Uh, that's a word. And looked me in my face and said, I don't, I don't want to do this again. Ever. I said, gotcha. <laughs> you, you is right and you're smart. <laughs> And, um, Do I even remember that? I remember. I clearly remember saying. I, I did. You just finished the sentence. I was telling the story. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I remember you saying. I remember you telling oh, the story more. Oh. But I do remember saying, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, I want to say her face contorted. In a way. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is, this is just the face of God Ooh. and I can't, and I just oh, can't man. recognize it. Or oh, is this? Man. Bl's above. Oh no! I don't know. Oh should, no! It was a rough time, and he was natural too, y'all. Like this yeah. was like, a culmination. Get the, of, you couldn't get the thing in, right? Or did they? No, the epidural. Well, we got induced early, like a week early. You don't remember that? Eli, I feel like we went to no. the hospital, walked around, and it was done. After they tried to induce me, but the medicine didn't take. Like we barely made it around after she yeah. inserted the. The induction medication. We weren't in the hospital two hours. No, no. She was saying, I don't even think the medicine did anything. Your water just broke. Like, my water yeah. literally broke on yeah. its own. And it was like, text people to let her know what's happening. 15 minutes later, Eli's born. Yep. So. I just couldn't feel one more contraction. I was like, if I have to feel one more contraction, everybody in this room will die. <laughs> I don't want to do this ever again. again. And I don't. <laughs> no problem. Ever. Again, no problem. Love the kids, but yeah, no clearly remember apologizing to him. Um, I don't know how many parents would have had those. I'm sure there are parents out there who have had those experiences where it's like, uh oh, we're pregnant now. What? And I, I don't. I can't say I was jaded, but I, th- I remember Keisha told me, and I was just like, this is dumb. Yeah. No, like, you literally is... like this is irresponsible. This is dumb. Yeah, if anybody like, that, yeah. that has a, a cute comment about when's number six coming, fiscally irresponsible, mm-hmm. right? Ain't now not. it is uh, scientifically improbable for us to have children. Absolutely, and, and I'm still with somebody. That. You can do with that. As you, that'll probably be another episode. Mm-hmm. But, so keeping in the thing, right? We number four, number five, right on his heels. And that was a decision where Keisha was going back to work. Oh, and to compli- complicate things further in terms of, you know, the the parallel of me progressing at work, I was offered a position overseas yeah. that was a significant step in advancing my career for us to move to Dubai. So we got number four, not even one. The decision of is are you going back to work and now I guess you're dealing with never right it probably seems more you know like a a, a final um is that the word like a finality uh, the finality of it all that we'll, we'll go, with, go that. with that yeah that you wouldn't be back in the professional space or at least for some time 
And again, I'm off with my career. Like, and the thing about it was, I didn't even, I wanted to go, but I didn't think it was going to work. So the opportunity came along and I kind of pushed, I, I quieted the conversation with my boss at the time for about a year. Like he'd say something every now and then. And, um, you know, it, it got to the point where he was, I was like, hey, I'll have a conversation with Keisha. She'll say no. How do you know what I was going to say? I mean, because I, I, like, though you could, y'all could come this time. I'd already done the overseas thing. Probably another topic. Like, I'd already been away from the family, working overseas, um, trying to provide for a year. And I just wasn't, I didn't think it was in the cards. But um, clearly, Keisha, I shouldn't say clearly, Keisha, Keisha kind of facilitated um, or encouraged the decision for us to go overseas. Um Mostly because I knew what it would mean for the kids. Like, I knew they could not pass up that. I mean, I was deployed overseas, so it's not like I had not been out of the country, but I just knew any amount of time the kids could spend out of the U.S. would enrich their lives tenfold, so it was important to me. So we did that, and um, I ended up leaving when Eli was three. He was about three months old. Four months old. I left in March. He was born December. No, three months. He was born December six. I left March the twentieth or the twenty first of twenty fifteen. So, our life has been one life event after another. One life event, major life event. event. Yeah, major things. Yeah. So we, you know, we got all through that, and Keisha ended up going back on IUD. So again, hindsight, sacrifice, sacrificing her physical health to to limit the opportunity. Because um, I won't have no more kids. <laughs> we actually talked about me having the procedure between three after number three. Yeah. But I got so comfortable with her being on birth control for five years. That, like we mentioned before, when it came to that point to take it out, there was no preparation. That conversation hadn't developed at all to where I was ready to make that move. Um, I don't know why I went back to that point, but it's probably relevant okay. in some regard. Anything you say is relevant. But yeah, so back on back on birth control, moving overseas, and um, five kids. Somehow we made it. Ninja, we made it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, and 14 years, we didn't mention. We've been married for 14 years. Yeah, been married for 14 years. We've been friends for longer than that. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I've known you longer than I haven't. Yep. Oh, oh babe. Hmm. Yeah, so I think this conversation, again, um, kind of shaped up, right? We're just about 30 minutes. 27 minutes after mm. after we edit. Um, so an important thing, finish your conversations, even in the midst of the horribleness, like, because we were last, we didn't finish our conversation, right? So you can't finish it now? No, no, no. Oh. I mean, we got through it now, but think about how many years we would have, it may have been a little bit easier if we would have Oh yeah. finished our conversations. Pride, pride is a mother, man. I, I, I've Suffered from being prideful most of my life. Um, Where do you think that comes from? Partially because you're the baby boy? 
I don't know. I, I just always had the sense of I can, I can do it on my own. I'll figure it out. I don't need help. Mm. And uh, it's interesting. A couple of my kids got that kind mm. of spirit. But uh, all over. But yeah, man. I mean, it. Glad like we can talk about it. You know, with lighthearted now. Um, That's because we've been doing the work, babe. Like, to be transparent again, like it's taken us some time to get here. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I could take big away from the takeaway from this meeting. I was going into work mode. We are not at work, sir. Takeaways from this meeting: I do outside expectations always follow. Please Have the conversation, man. Have the conversation as close to real time as possible in anything. Uh, this was just about one, I guess a couple of life events got strung into this, woven into this conversation, but like we, th- this is an applicable principle for many things that we've gone through, but we just chose not to, at least one of us chose not to have, be willing participants of the conversation at that time. Mm-hmm. And it just takes, it takes years off, off your life. I mean, you get married to enjoy mm-hmm. the partnership and that might sound corny but like no, you don't have to get married and it's a miserable nope. life to choose a partner to be miserable with like I don't to be at odds like yeah. who wants to be in a football game all the time button helmets every day of your life nobody Some wants to do might, that that might be a bad no, analogy no that is not Listen. no that's a horrible analogy for me okay. I don't need nobody bumping me on the top of my head every day I got it. Got it. Yeah. Half of my, my you group win. chat. Half of my group chat would say that they was out there. I'm playing. Yeah. No. But uh no. I know it's 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 tough. And you may be listening to this now and say, Yeah, well you guys didn't have the conversation. Yep, that was our bad. Yep. Uh we wasted a whole lot of time that we could have been enjoying life and each other. And each other, family. Because the kids see it too. I mm-hmm. mean kids pick up on the kids or not. Silly and stupid at all. I shouldn't say not stupid. Silly, but things are silly. But kids pick up on they pick up on vibes and they understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we've you know, I think we've done well to recover and show them, demonstrated what relationship could be um, over time. But we uh, we we didn't have to. We we didn't have to do this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think now. We're more open to having conversations. It's not that we don't get feel a way about something. Yeah. I feel very strongly about um, our personal perspectives or uh, the actions of the other. Yeah. But I, I know I definitely know how to have that conversation quicker at this point. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Yeah. Alright, so now we're gonna move into our first test segment of this podcast called Wucha. Wucha. It's supposed to be Keisha's segment, but Keisha's uh Keisha's Keisha's trying to get herself together. (laughs) Trying to get a whole like I don't know if it's a Wucha, but it's definitely Yo Child. How about Yo Child? So we got the older kids have chores. All kids have chores, but uh it seems like the worst chore of all is washing dishes and my son my beloved first son. Man. It's it's almost to the point where 
I just don't want him to do it because it angers me so much the way he does it. But he ha- he needs to do it. And uh, today, he was washing dishes in just warm water. Ugh. Not a sud, not a sud of soap in it at all. I, and, and, I, and I looked at him. I was like, son, did you put soap in the water? He's like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I start, it was because <laughs> he got the smooth Michael Jackson voice yeah. now. Oh yeah, his voice is almost deep in the mind. Like, I started, it was something at the bottom. So I, and then he looks at it, looks at me. I'm looking at him, giving him an opportunity. To, oh, maybe I didn't recognize it. My bad, Dad. And he, we have this like stare off for like 25 <laughs> seconds into nothingness. And he's like, so, so should I? Should I dump the water out and do some and do some some new water? I said, yeah, yes, son, you should. Okay, I wasn't I was unsure if you wanted me to if you wanted me to do that. So I I just wanted to check with you. It's like, man, you don't get your whole foolery head stuff out of here. But he does that stuff oh all the God. time, and he's so respectful in his rebuttals. It's like, I was not sure. I don't know. <laughs> It's interesting watching the kids develop. This one is... He's special. Yeah, this one's going to be one to watch. He, uh... I don't know. That's definitely a woo child. Yeah, but his grades are good this year. So yeah. it's like, you, you wonder if things are clicking. Like, is this... I don't... I don't know if things are clicking. But it's clicking on one front, but it's not clicking on the other. I mean, it's still good. Water with no Son, soap. put the dishes away. He will put the dishes away, leave every cabinet open. Every single one. And look at you and walk upstairs. <laughs> I'm like, well, did you, son, did you, you asked, I should close the cabinet? <laughs> yes. You got it. You should. You should absolutely close the cabinet, son. That's an expectation. Ooh, y'all. When I tell y'all it burns my buns, it burns my buns. Mm. You like that? It does. It burns my buns. my grits. You put hottest fish grease. All the things. That has nothing to do with anything. Anyway, woo child, y'all though. One thing that we want to do is ending the podcast with a quote. This episode, I'm going to go with, don't be alarmed when friends and family don't understand your journey. Be very aware when they choose not to respect it. Yours, truly. I can't. <laughs> but yeah, cue the music. That's going to do it. I've been D. Johns the whole time. And I think Keisha all day. And we up out here. Be blessed, fam. Be blessed. A table, a table, a table for seven.